What's going on, savages? Welcome to another episode of the Savage Snowflake Podcast with me, Jeff Leach. Your father, your friend, your orator, your, your listener, your child, your mother, your teacher, your diligent student, and the guy who like knocks on the door and goes, hey, what's going on? I saw you yesterday walking your dog, and you're like, I don't have a dog. And you're like, nah, I saw you. It was you. It's definitely you. You're Kevin. No, my name's Brian. You're like, oh, nah, it's Kevin, isn't it? I saw you walking your dog. You got the poop. The poo- I don't have a dog. And then he just leaves mysteriously off into the night. I'm that guy as well. Thanks very much for tuning in for another episode. Good to have you back. As you can see, Daddy Jeff has had a haircut. That's right. I'm all fresh-faced and uh, fancy-free, looking five months younger than I did previously, and it feels good to be alive, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it's, this is not trimming, by the way, because of our sponsor. This is trimming because I just needed to change it up. But our sponsors can help you trim that body hair, ladies and gentlemen. If you have got a hirsute body, gents, don't keep it like that, man. Trim it down. Get the LA look. Get the London look. Get a gap between your teeth and get some smooth pecs and downstairs areas. Your partner will thank you for it. Men or women, they're not going to want to stick that inside of their mouth, are they? Let's be honest. Manscaped.com. If you use code SAVAGE, you get yourself 20% off all orders. You get yourself free shipping and a free leather travel bag worth $50. Can't say fairer than that. And of course, if you're feeling a little bit stressed, I've had a very stressful day. In fact, so has my guest. We'll talk about that maybe in a moment. Um, and you need to relax, then head over to Boundless Tech, that's B-N-D-L-S tech.com, get the finest vape technology, uh, they've got these new pens, the new um, uh, little, uh, va- uh, not vape pens, little um, little coil pens that you can smoke distillate with, and they're incredible, um, I think it's called the Turt Pen, they're 15 or $20, it's like ridiculous, or maybe 30 bucks, they should be... Uh, yeah, 30 bucks, I think. But if you use code SAVAGE, you'll get 25% off every order. So you'll get them for about 17 bucks. And uh, you can't say fair than that. Amazing piece of kit. Check it out. Or you can get the Terra, which I like to smoke my flower with, or the CF720. That's their brand new one for smoking dissident. All right, ladies and gentlemen, over to my guest who's just cleaning their doggy's eyes. What? I never would he do that. He had some, he had a little crazy. bit of. People love cleaning their dog's eyes at well, a certain point. Well, this guy's eyes are always tearing. They're always, always. It's because he's so happy. He's crying tears of joy. Just get me the fuck out of here. Of being and I'm just owned. like, he's so cute. He's having such a good time. He is, because he's going, my mum is actress, comedian, writer, and singer, Jackie Tone. You're a. Uh, that's, I mean, too many fucking professions you're good at, first of all. Thank you. Selfish. Really nice. It wasn't, it wasn't a compliment. I hate you. I'm almost... <laughs> fair, fair, fair. I have almost as many careers as you have members of the family. Like, you're the mother, the father, the brother, the guy you saw on the street. You're certainly... Wow, that's a lot. That's a lot. Oh, Glenn's sleeping. He's having a little sleepy now. He's a sleepy man. Yeah, I'm doing a lot of things. It feels really fucking good. Is Glenn uh, an emotional sport dog? He is for when I travel, um, <laughs> but I don't. And the rest of the time he's I'm not. Rest of the time he's just. Well, I mean, he. What's weird about all that is like, I think for some people it's very real. For a lot of people, it's out of convenience. Mm-hmm. For me, it's a definitely a combination. Okay. But whether he is certified or not, he is one hundred percent an emotional support dog. I mean, I got anxiety pets, and depression and all this all stuff. Pets an emotional support animal in some respect. I, mean, I think so. Stroking a cat or a dog. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. He really and I've. I just have been. You know, I go through it, and he is like. He's been there. For there's you. never a time where I come home and it's not a. F- and it's not a joy to see him. We don't deserve dogs. No. I don't think there's a lot of animals we don't deserve, but mm-hmm. dogs especially. I mean, they're just so like. What's what do you need? Eye? What's going they're on? They're the best. Yeah. I love that this is, there's footage of how much there's something in my eye right now. I like how you in um you suggested that he was only an emotional support dog when you're flying, as yeah. if like the rest of the time he's a dick to you. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. He's an abusive relationship. Yeah, right. Right now, I know he's talking shit right now. We can't hear him, but on the he's plane definitely in front talking of other shit. people. No, then he's, he's emotional like, support. Are you okay? Yeah. Doing okay? <laughs> can I get? Can you need anything, honey? 
She's okay. Everyone, she's going to be okay. Thanks for worrying. I appreciate that. And then we get home and and he's like, there's muffin tops. You fucking bitch, Ayana. And and then on the plane, I'm like, he's nice to me sometimes. Like a 1940s American TV home character, dad character. Desi. They're all a bit like, yeah, what was that guy who, uh, I love Lucy. Lucy. Mm -hmm. Desi. Um, so you're in a TV series, hit series, Glow, which is about to drop its third, se- uh, third, third season as well. Yep, third season, August 9th. That's pretty fucking dope. It's really dope, man. I think um, I've had an interesting journey because I've been acting since I was about 10, okay. but I didn't really start consistently working until my mid-30s. Wow. And so I... Um, the argument can be made that I appreciate it. That's were, right. That's right. When you were a child, from, when you learned. From 10 to 34, I was a <laughs> real shithouse. Super but I average, think yeah. there was super average, below, below super average. Super average feels like you're powerfully average. I wasn't even powerfully average. Okay. The point is, I, I, I wasn't really working much, and I, I think the argument can be made that this journey at this point in my life is a quadrillion times more exciting and validating because you understand how to value it now i mean i was up for all we were talking about nickelodeon a second ago before Mm. we started recording but um i was up for all those things on nickelodeon when i was a kid i was 14 and 15 yeah yeah in that all that i had a spin-off show from all that called and now this it was like another kid sketch comedy show because that's what they needed. That's what they needed is that's a follow-up it, of more of the same. Yeah, so they were like, oh, that... They brought that back ex- now. They brought that show back, all that. It literally was called And Now This. Okay. okay. So, did they? Yeah, they brought oh, it back. Cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they did. They were doing all that. Then ours was And Now This. Shockingly, didn't get picked up. But it was one of those things where there were so many little times it was almost my thing. That's always the way, though, isn't it? My thing. I read that when um, Henry Cavill got Superman. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the way his PR agents and all the all the all the pieces were written was the unluckiest man in Hollywood finally gets lucky, mm. and it was like I missed out on this role to so and so. I missed out on this role to so and so. It's like that's called being an actor. That's called being an actor. You miss out mm-hmm. to someone on a role until you don't, also, and then you get a career. And it's in like, that yeah. instance, though, it's like he was so close. So like handsome, he was so he? handsome, but he was like up for all the things. I had these but it's random like he ignored, little... um Henry VIII. He did uh, Henry Tudor or the Tudors. Oh, yeah. He was in that with Jonathan rhys Myers, And he was in that oh, series. That's... He was a series regular in that. So it's like you had success, bro. It's not like... That you... is really funny. Do you know I was... what I mean? I 100% do. That's like you getting a huge movie next week, which is obviously going to happen. But then you pretending like, oh, I've just struggled. It's my yeah, first it's just thing. Crazy. And you'd be like, what yeah, crazy. What those three seasons of that hit show you did? It was kind of a weird thing, though, too, because there, there is the, there was the question of like, you know, there's like the Corey Feldmans of the world, right. too, or, or these kids who are on the Disney Channel or whatever, and they have this huge burst of success. And then by the time they're like 17, it's they're over. Singing really weird emo punk music. And it's upsetting. But then there's who's that? Corey Feldman, Feldman. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Is that even he's, punk? I got a follow today by one of his angels, apparently, Corey's angels, which are the two girls who play in the band or three girls who play in the band with him. But good for him. Everyone's been really mean about him, and I feel like he's. Uh, well, I just mean because of what he went through. I mean, emotionally, oh, psychologically, yeah, drug addiction, and there was like Literally all and metaphorically, right? And so all that shit that they went through, and I was able to sort of not sidestep that by. But it was like what felt like devastate. What not only felt like, but what was also devastating rejection probably saved me and allowed me to become develop you know, to the self-hating person you see before you today <laughs> to become a comedian. 
based that's, on it. Yeah, that's right. What's the uh, what's the split for you? Because I know that everyone out here, um, a lot of people seem to do both, mm-hmm. myself included. So I'm not you know disrespecting that, but I think there's always one that we lean more towards, or we say, oh yeah, I'm probably predominantly an actor. But I also do comedy. You really do do all three things with, uh, you know, with great success. So, what for you is there one that's more prevalent? Well, if you're honest, okay, okay, I love not business answers. Like I love them all equally. It's it's crazy. Thirty three point three percent each. (laughs) I think what it is is that I, Glenn, you getting active? You got it, mate. Yeah, I think I have a little shake. I think what it is for me. I never wanted to be a road dog. Like, I never wanted to, like, do five shows at the Tulsa Improv. Like, that was... an alcoholism. Yeah. Loathe yourself every day. Kind of, I always... Jerk off in moving vehicles on the freeway. That I don't hate. Everyone's... (laughs) (laughs) Not... Okay. But I felt like there was a time where I was, like, wanting to be a stand-up... And I I am, and I love doing it in town, and I love musical... I love love stand-up and musical comedy. But... The like that isn't my like I want to have a one woman show on Broadway where I do music and comedy. You and want Hugh Jackman? You want to be yeah, the, the right. showwoman tour? Yeah, the show. Oh. He's doing the showman, isn't he? I, that's, the, yes. that's what it's called, I think. And it's um, it's him just going like I've got enough success and I love these things mm-hmm. enough that I want to dance. I just want to do this and perform. Yeah, that's exactly what I want to do. But I, do I want to like? Well, you know, he did his final show before he died. He did uh, just wanted to do something happy, mm-hmm. and he gave like donuts to everyone. Blah, 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 blah. Milk and cookies. Yeah, milk and cookies. Mm-hmm. There you go. I feel like that would be a really great weekly show. I'd love it's to do that just show. Just a joyful. That actually sounds really good. Well, who's like going to commission it? Hap- yeah, just literally the like joy show. it's just like happy, happy, joy, joy, something like I'm that. So thing. here for that. It's not even funny. But so I felt for myself like I want to do these big stage shows and all this. But the idea of like I look at like Whitney's schedule and Nikki and Nikki Glazer's schedule, and I'm just like. Uh, there's such casual a, name drops, ladies and gentlemen. Casual no, I'm just name drops. I, whether I'm friends, whether I know two of the biggest females in comedy saying, as well. I'm, I'm not saying I know Whitney. I'm not saying I know is. them. I'm <laughs> saying on their Instagram, I do know. Them. I'm it's just right. saying. I just love a casual name drop. That's it's all. not even a casual. My point was just to say how busy they are. Not that I know them or don't know them. If you look I'm on just their, in- with you. I'm I love sorry. you so much. When you look at their Instagrams, it's like they're never they're never in one place. It's like this huge. And that to me, that 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 part of the business doesn't sound like a dream to me. I used to do, yeah. do you know about NACA? No, what's that? It's the National Association of Campus Activities, N-A-C-A, I know, N-A-C-A. And it's where, and that's where a lot of comics started because- Oh, it's like do, college tours. It's the college tours. Oh yeah, we, I we used don't do, to do anymore. Because, I used uh, to do that. Okay. And as that was, yeah, as a musical comedian and a stand-up. And that's where I realized I didn't want to be a road dog. I was yeah. like, it was before Glows, before everything. In fact. Just out there slaying 19-year-old dick every week. Sla- just <laughs> bouncing <laughs> up and down. Just, yeah. Yeah. Just, um, you didn't even like have the sex. The lights were You just made them lie down that's in right. line. You just, like a dog dragging its bum across a carpet. You just that was across me. all of them. That was me. And then clean yourselves up and then fucking uh-huh. threw a half-drunk beer over them. That's right. And they all they shared. They called you the female Louis C.K. They I think. all That's shared. They... they actually just called me Louis. I had them just call me <laughs> Louis. <laughs> and then, um, but we, when I was doing those college tours, I, um, God, I was such so boring. But it was those are really these weird one-off dates, and you'll just like fly to South Dakota, yeah. get there at four p.m., drive four hours because the airport is nowhere near the school. I'm alone in the middle of the fucking How country. Long ago was this? When was this? What period of uh, this, was, was this? this was this was after. 
We're talking like five years ago, three years ago, ten years ago. Nine years ago. Were they fun shows back then? Some. It depends. But like some were amazing and some I would show up and they'd be like, oh, we booked the, you were supposed to be in the cafe, which by the way was not even cool, but it's actually been booked. So we're going to put you like in the student union and then there's like some kids playing D&D and a couple other kids really trying to study. That's my crowd. And That's then my those, right, are, those are your fucking right people. And then I'm trying to perform and they're literally an annoyed yeah I've done it's a not even like show. I did a college show in, in London that was really like that in a bar like restaurant bar thing I yeah. was like did you even advertise this show as like a comedy show and it was in the middle of the afternoon they said oh we're going to do it a couple of hours earlier because we got up there because of traffic and they went oh we can do it earlier great and I was like haven't you advertised the time and they went no it's more just like the space and you know they say that there's comedy on in the afternoon and people just kind of come through because I would always like, say when they would do that to me you know you're, pay- you're paying me yeah 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 so why, like, it would be in almost all of the scenarios, I would say in more than 60% of the colleges I performed in, they would have been so much better off just playing music yeah, 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 off absolutely. of phone. Yeah, jukebox in the background. 100%, like, you'd save a bunch of money. Yeah. Which for me at the time was was good money and how I earned a living. It's because most, more often than not, it's young, it's young people, aka borderline kids, running doing the booking yeah and they don't know what the fuck they're doing they're literally called a student activities board <sighs> and they get these budgets and let's call it however many a hundred thousand dollars they get to play with and if it they don't and if they don't it's not their personal money yeah, of yeah, course yeah. but if they don't spend it that year then next year they're not going to allot for that much money in the there budget go, exactly. so, so they'll it. call these random people up and just and some of the people would be like you know 30 grand for ben harper and this much so they'll get some big acts too <laughs> Really? I don't know. Who oh, he is. he's just this rad American singer songwriter okay. who's been around for a while. But the, or Ben Folds, somebody they'll just like pay a lot of money to get a big I'm act. I know Ben Folds. Great. <laughs> Stop the show, everybody. He knows Ben Folds. It's be okay. So they'll pay good money for someone like that. But then I would come along and they'd you know throw a couple shekels at you, and nobody would be there. They'd be like, we ordered pizzas, and then there would just be like you and pizzas. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, Glenn. When did you get Glenn? Um, I got Glenn. Um, it's funny. Glenn came with me to another podcast recently, but I don't. I'm not like the girl that brings her dog to podcasts. You are now. I know you are. Fuck, I am. Because you, he Whitney, was just, Liza, he's just you're me. all the same. <laughs> Once you hit that level of success, you guys are all, all the same. I was just yeah. saying about their Instagram. I'll never live it down. Um, oh, when did I get Glenn? Four years ago in October. Okay. Yeah, and he's my number one best friend. And you know about his wet eyes, right? We talked about that. He's got wet eyes? Yeah. Now, uh, the other thing, though, you've just got yourself, um, uh, you know, a, a loving relationship. I don't know if you want to get into it. Not, we're not going to talk about it. Can you even mention that you have a, a partner? I can mention it. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say, is it difficult having been a dog mum to then... Well, I'll tell you. that's quite a lot of personal space issues. I agree with you. Um, so, we the just... The question wasn't about the partner, see, it was about... Got it. I love it. Took a left turn and it went in the right direction. You were worried yeah, for a second. I was a second because I was like, I don't want to talk. Well, I just think that... I don't want to um, talk about his beautiful big dick. I just don't want to do it. <laughs> I just don't want to do it. Stop it, Jeff. I don't, I don't want to. Okay. It's beautiful. It's big. and It's a dick. Um, I just... Uh, I think it makes it so weird when you talk. Like I know that now I'm talking about... Do you about, let the dog be in now the room I'm not when talking love making happens? No. Thank goodness. All right. No, do you let the dog sleep on the not. bed? I do. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, but you I do let the dog sleep on the bed, but he's not there. Bow, but bow, also, bow. he has a dog too. Oh, okay, all right. So he's yeah. a dog dad. All right, yeah. that's fair. I just like I had a partner who just would let the dogs just sit on the end of the bed and watch. 
And whenever I'm looking at pornography, for I instance, hear that's on the internet, kind of common, yeah. And I'll like, um, I like an amateur video because I think it's something a bit more honest and pure about sure. it, right? It's just two people making some bad choices. God bless. I mean, exactly. Glenn knows what I'm talking about. Well, he thinks there's something somewhere. He's just because he's looking at the lights flashing. Uh-huh. But then you got, um, and then, uh, but then you're sometimes you'll be watching, and the camera will like pan up, and there's a dog curled up no! sleeping in the pillow where these people are fucking, and I'm like. That dog doesn't want to... He doesn't want to be here. No, he doesn't want any part of it. It's just weird shit. It's weird shit. And I wonder if, you know, once you get into a relationship again, you go like, oh, I've got to like... Stop um, it, Glenn. I mean, he's just barking. But I don't know what he thinks he sees. It's the flashing lights on the front of the computer. He doesn't know what's going on. Well, he doesn't know what's going on. They better not derail this podcast. It's my time. Hey, Glenn, it's my goddamn time to shine. There you go. Once he sees, nothing is there. Okay. God, ruining our time together. But I don't know why people do that. How, no, how it, that's, can, it's, how can it is it? a little bit disturbing. It is a little bit disturbing. No, so well, he's a dog too, so the dogs are the dogs are out of the room for that. Okay. But as far as like personal space space issues and stuff, it is weird because his he and his dog they have like a fully codependent relationship. His dog loves him so much that when he goes to work. His dog goes goes out the doggy door and just stays outside all day waiting for him to come home. Yeah, it's weird. Shit. It's heartbreaking, but it's also like that's cute, and they have a cute, and they're He's very like close. That famous dog at that Japanese railway station that's waiting for his owner to come back, and then he waited there every day while his owner was away, and then he died. The dog died, so they erected a statue of the dog waiting at the thing. It's a it's a, it's a very famous story that's about a Japanese dog. <laughs> did you see Did you see the chicken run to meet its friend at the bus? No. Oh, this is a very this is key. I haven't eaten. What a fucking brain I have. I haven't eaten chicken in a couple months because okay. somebody, because Kate Nash, who's, I'm, I'm oh, a musician. Yeah. I know Kate she, Nash. She's, she's from on my Glow. Hometown, she from is Oh, wow. But she's, yeah. she's on Glow. Oh, she's on Glow. Yes. Is she? Really? She is. She's a, amazing on Glow. She's acting she's in it. She's one of the stars of Glow. Yeah. I did not know that. Yes, man. Wow. That's so funny. Okay. That, that really yeah, is. She, and she's uh, an amazing musician and rock star. She, um, she had, we had two very good friends that used to put on lots of gigs that she would perform at and they had sort of helped at the beginning of her career. Uh, Ross and Pierce Grady. If you say, I'm going to ask her. Ross and Pierce Grady were asking of you. She'll freak out and go, how the fuck do you know Ross and Pierce Grady? She really will. Yeah. Grady. I'll Grady. ask her. But, yeah. but so Kate showed me this video. She's a vegan. I'm not. Ah, a, I'm, I'm not a vegan. I don't force that shit down there. She didn't force me. it down my throat. She, this wasn't even a vegan video. She just literally was showing me She's a video. Hometown, it's all right. This, she, she wasn't even saying be a vegan. She was saying... How cute is this? And it was a chicken. She was being sneaky. Maybe. Yeah. It's a chicken named Frog who has a best friend whose name, I don't know, is Katie or something. And the mom is like, every day Katie goes to school, Frog sits by the front door, waits for her to come home. When Katie comes home, Frog runs out the doggy door down the driveway and meets Katie at the bus. Nice. It's the cute. But then is I it, s- Is it a dog? or is It's it- a chicken. No, but a chicken waits for her daughter. For the woman. The chi- the, the, the chicken waits for Katie. But what was amazing... And is Katie a kid? Yeah, she's like 12. Right, so when she gets on the school bus, there's a chicken waiting. And now I haven't eaten chicken. Because I, I feel like it's eating Glenn. Like, now I'm like, a chicken is smart enough to love and miss its best friend. I can't just eat... Yeah, that's true. Can't just eat that's chickens true. now. I mean, but all animals... I know, it's that a disaster. We eat, then you go like, everything has capacity for mm-hmm, empathy for love and, and love and all that. But they're delicious. <laughs> and also this is I mean this is like the um the hierarchy of the, the animal food chain. chain. Yeah, an animal food chain. I think a big part of it, and again I'm not a vegetarian or a vegan, but I think a big part of it is like the treatment. If you were like, like when you get into post apocalyptic world and he was the only thing left to eat and you were gonna die, there's a point at some point Yeah. where you'd eat 
Glenn. I would eat Glenn. Yeah, you wouldn't. You, you feel bad. The, you you want to hear the, the flip time. side of that? <laughs> if I if I died in my apartment, Glenn would eat me. Like <laughs> 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 that. Glenn, Glenn would eat me. We have to. Okay, anyway, it doesn't matter. I have to put, remember to put that in a short film. That's funny. <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> give myself notes on my sure, podcast. Sure, sure. So my Just write it down. Um, I think there's a point where we go like, you go like, look, animals. Certain animals are adorable as fuck, but all of them, it push came to shove. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Just. But I think we're not even at push comes to shove. I think we, there's just like a whole. I don't know nearly enough about it, so why I'm even commenting on it. But just the humane treatment. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. But I mean, of, we waste of so humans and animals, do, like, and just shit. it's yeah, a yeah. disaster. Yeah, I think like give an animal good life. Like look, mm-hmm. that chicken is having a great life, just sure. like, running around, meeting people at the bus. You know, sure. She's got on fire. Oh, I've got a best friend, Katie. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. But then, boom, when she gets old enough. Katie's going to take that head, isn't she, one day? She's just going to fucking pull that neck out Katie and then is, take it off. I think Katie's probably just going to be frends with chicken until he dies. Yeah, I mean, she's going to eat chicken. Frog. No. You think? Why not? She can't. Yeah. But that does, if Frog dies of natural causes, Katie can eat him, but she can't kill Frog. I mean, you don't, you're not the boss of Katie. You I'm not the boss of Katie. Where you, the accent that you suggested for her mother would make me feel like she's a farming girl. They are farming folk. Yeah, so one day Kate's going to come home and be like, oh, and I also feel like they do... Friend, but when I turned 18, I had to take his I, head. I think they all... I think they do eat the rest of them. There you go. Fair. Who's behind you there? Dan Lloyd is a savage. This is Dan Lloyd. He's, um, he's one of my... Uh, he, he's my top uh, patron at patreon.com forward slash savage snowflake. Thanks for the segue. And so I drew a picture of him. And put him up there. I drew him as a centaur, and he has a little Savage Snowflake podcast shield and some rippling muscles. Rippling muscles. There you go. Good job. I don't know if that's true to form. I'm pretty certain he doesn't have the the cloven hooves of a horse. You don't know. You've seen Dan from the waist down? I mean, that's not talking about that on the podcast. Okay, fine. I don't want to get myself in a situation revealing too much info. Sure about Dan. Yeah. Um, So we haven't worked out if any of those three things is actually your favorite. Okay, so I'm glad you you brought it back. uh, College. Well, I just was saying I love. um, It's really a hard question because I, um, my friend Elizabeth's mom always says to her, "How's Jackie the Entertainer?" I like that. Which makes me laugh so much. And then on my taxes a couple years ago, I couldn't figure out what umbrella to put all the things under. And I thought, and I thought of Jackie the Entertainer. And on that's my occupation on my fucking taxes, which makes me so happy. Anyway. That's the long-winded answer to say that I, I just put truly, man. of course, look at you, yeah. perfect at everything. I, I, I put, I don't know what, I didn't know what to, I, I don't know how to answer the question of what one is my actual favorite. I would have to say, maybe this will answer it. My number one goal in life is to be a TV star like Fran Drescher was on The Nanny, or like. Not a great example because she's a rough, she can be rough and it says ter- says terrible things. Yeah. But like the Roseanne era, like okay, when yeah, that yeah, was yeah, yeah. like have a comedy in front of a live studio we'll audience if we can super still do that. shit in about 30 years time. Can't wait. Yeah. Um, but I, I just Which feel like. Which one are you going to go for? Which race are you going to go after? I feel like because I'm Jewish, it would be the safest right now to just say Jews. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much. But specifically, like Hasidic Jews, Orthodox no, Jews. No, maybe like because I'm reformed again. Jews? 
Safe though, again, <laughs> you go. <laughs> safe to also say reformed because I'm reformed. A reformed Jew. I'm a reformed Jew, like. I, I, what does that mean? You don't follow that, any of the tenets. That, yeah, of the, that we're like Jewish, like. Uh, your, it's cultural Judaism mm-hmm. rather than religious Judaism. Hundred percent. Okay, yeah, I like that. Where I don't really. I got that. I got um, cultural. Yeah. Greek Orthodox, and you know. Oh yeah. yeah my mom's a Rom- Romanian Macedonian, so I feel very like. Hey, food and lots of people and, nah, 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 and people arguing, but they're not. It's just a heated debate. That's just and, how they oh, talk. A drink. When you drink it, it burns for so long. That kind of vibe. But then I don't go to a church. And, Same. Yeah. You know. And I'm just so undeniably Jewish that it's just like what's you it's know, so good. That's so good for your fun. industry. I think I it still like helps it. to be Jewish in the industry. You think? Right? I think so. I mean, it didn't really help me to a couple. I mean, it didn't. It didn't even help me. It maybe maybe not. I think it's like. Um, I think certainly being a white person, you know, that used to be good. No, stop it. I think I think that helped for all that time because I actually this is I'm talk, only half joking, by the way. Talk, I, 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 I well, I absolutely the the castings have dwindled to, you know, very to, little. They've dwindled to make room for underrepresented absolutely. people. Hey, I'm but happy, yes, I'm happy that everyone's getting a fair, a fair a fair shot. I have an interesting story about that, which is so kooky, but also it's pretty name droppy. But I was pl- doing a really small part in Chips, the movie Chips, okay. that with Dak Shepard written. Dak Shepard, yes, and and uh, what's his name, Michael Michael Pena. Pena. And this is a story about Pena. He's a nice guy, <sighs> the best. So I'm working on the movie, and I met Michael Pena when I was 15. All right, okay. And I, I said had, he was a good guy, but no, nothing about that. Nothing about that. So okay. I met him when I was about 15, and we were. Um, I was on a pilot. And it was me and a best friend and all our friends at school and the parents. Everybody was everybody was a white person. Okay. And Pena was friends with like one of the one of the kids at the school who was like one of the girls' love interest. I was 15 years old, and I met him at, in backstage. And then Pena became real famous. That show never got picked up. I sort of watched his star rise. Was he your age? Was he 15 as well? Mm, he was a couple years older. Maybe yeah, he was yeah, 18. He was. But it wasn't, thanks, it wasn't even like any of that. It was just, we met, that we all hung out. There was a crew of us kids hanging out. Uh, Goldberg, the goalie, randomly was there. Just that opened a folder in my brain. Okay. okay. So we're all hanging out. Anyway, never really saw him again. And then all these years pass, and we're doing chips. And I say, you're never going to remember this. But I did it. And he goes, yeah, no, of course I remember that. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, that pilot you did when you were 15 mm. He said, I remember I had a moment. He was already an actor. And he goes, I remember I had a moment and I looked around the room. I was the only brown kid in the room. It's sort of more of a story for him to tell than me. Yeah. Even, even privileged as a white person to even be telling this story, but okay. He said, and I looked around the room at everybody. And I, I don't looked think it's privileged. You're just repeating a story. It's Great, nice. thank you. And he, lo- and he looked around the room and he was like, oh my God, I don't, how am I in this, how, well, how am I going to do this business? Yeah. And he was like, to me, because I was the, like, the, me and this other girl were the stars of the show. And he's like, I looked at you and I remembered you like you were the star of this show. And we were at this live taping and it was so cool. And I just was like, I'm a, I'm a brown dude. Like, how am I going to, this is like, what am I doing? I'm going to until she at least yeah. turns 16. And <laughs> 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 piece of shit. But anyway, I just think it's interesting. And now there are the tables of so times. many, well, there's just so many more opportunities for more kinds of people and most of the uh, auditions i did this pilot it season were though, resubmitted man. as well for uh we're now just looking specifically for diverse actors i don't know mm-hmm. why they just why they just say like not white guys right 
Um, yeah, there's definitely a terminology attached to all of it, it's a, it's which a makes catch it 20, feel a little false. Right? I'm, like, I'm not going to lie. You know, a lot of people won't won't be honest, but absolutely it's super frustrating being like oh I can't get a fucking casting and when I do it normally gets resubmitted for you know brown guys or black that guys or pe- people of colour you know that's, that super sucks but the other part is like, I'm glad about the yeah, you understand, the balance but I think it's swung the, uh, slightly yeah. the opposite way now where it's just like you couldn't possibly have that's why I cut my hair because mm-hmm. how many how many roles for tall white dudes with long hair and beards like there's like one pirate show yeah. a year, maybe, maybe, and one cowboy project, uh-huh. and beyond that, motherfucker, you're out of it. Hundred percent. So I'm like, I'll just be the douchebag white guy, or the best friend, or the inoffensive white guy in the background. Right. So, hey, what's up? I'm. It is a hard. It's a hard pill to swallow when we have to say like. Um, oh God, what we're experiencing now, which is super frustrating and can sometimes be not demoralizing, but. Just sucks. Is something that is like, people have been. Have been decades, just yeah, this yeah. is forever. Like there was no. It just wasn't even. Yeah. Yeah. So it's um. Yeah, it's a catch twenty two because I don't want to appear like insensitive to you know the, the you, decent part of the of the progression. But that's also your but experience, also like, Fuck, dude, and you're an actor wrong. and a comic, and you want to work, and you yeah. want a job too, and you're allowed to be frustrated by that. That's totally reasonable. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. So he remembered that show. And he it remembered was crazy. you. And I just was like, I'm, you're never going to remember this, but I met you when we were kids. And he was like, I 100% was like, yeah. remember that. He's like, and I he said was... he couldn't understand how he was going to succeed being yeah, a brown he, guy in the industry. Yeah, he just was like, there. He, had, he was like, I remember you because I had like a moment in that room sitting with all you guys. And I looked well, around. Looked that fucking white bitch. I've been working for three <laughs> more years than her and she's the lead in this shit. How the fuck did she get that? And you're like, Mm-hmm. And then I, yeah. I'm just I, doing it. Yeah, I was like, it's crazy. It's honestly been so hard for me. You have no idea the trials <laughs> and tribulations I've had to overcome. You don't know me. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool. Are you friends mm-hmm. now? No, I mean, we just, I was, huh. I did a couple days on the movie and he's very, uh, such a cool dude, but it was just, um, but and we had a great like, hey, time. We should get some no, food no, no, no. It was, we had a great time while Let's we were there. Literature. literature. He's a, he's a That's musician a great as well. British word. It is. I've never met him. But he, uh, yeah, he used to be a drummer in a band, I think. And I yeah. never met him, uh, but he, um, I stayed in an Airbnb with his buddy Rich, who was the guitarist in this band that they were in together. Oh, huh. And there's a big poster of them in the wall, and it's very 90s band, like leaning into the camera, fisheye lens. You know but what it I mean? wasn't in the 90s when they made it? I, yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, that'd be amazing. It, You're like two yeah, it years. Probably was, yeah. Oh, I thought you were saying it was like two years ago, but the poster no, it was, was when 90s he was like very early 20s. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, a musician as well. He's a cool dude. Yeah. What about Mark Maron? He's pretty cool. Mark Maron's cool. You know, Mark is... Do you hang out much on set? Do you actually get on much set, interaction? Yeah. I mean, not, not certainly outside of work. Maron's an interesting dude because... And he shreds. Oh, oh he shreds. Maron's an interesting dude because he is... I guess his, the preface doesn't make sense. He's an interesting dude because of this. Maron is so himself. It is like... If I could be that unapologetically myself, like if I would say... Well, you will. It just takes time. He's also quite a few years older yeah, than you. Yeah, that's true. I just feel like, I guess back in the day when he was unapologetically himself, and he even says that, that wasn't true. Mm-hmm. Like, he was like putting on airs to just be this fucking guy. Coming, yeah. yeah, and now, you know, like, it's like you'll say to him, like, morning, Mark, and he'll be like, eh, it's a lot. 
You're like, all right. In the, in, in the time it took you to say, so what you're is he's now unapologetically a miserable cunt. No, he's not. But and it's like when you're young, that's not charming. But when you get a bit older, being a curmudgeon is actually well, we kind all, of attractive, isn't it? Kind of. But we do all love him. Like everyone gets along. It's not like there's any. But I've it's met just, him. He seems like a very charming guy. We've had a nice little conversation in the comedy cellar once when we were both, you know, doing shows there at night, and he was very right. cool. And so I, I know he's a good guy. He is but, a good guy. But there is something that like. About the, t- you know, it depends on social climate. It depends on the age and the race of the person, the gender of them. Sure. Like different things are charming and sexy almost and, and, ca- yeah. and captivating in a person at a different point in their life. So the arrogance, or not arrogance necessarily, but the, the self. That's an appropriate self, word. Self, um, the level of self Confidence, sure. Even to be a bit brash and rude in a 20 year old man is really quite abhorrent. It's not mm-hmm. nice. In a 30 year old man, it's testing, but once you get 40, 50, like when it's a 50-year-old with a little mm-hmm. bit of salt and pepper, it can actually be a bit like, I like it. <laughs> He's so straight up. He really tells you how it is. Whereas 20 years before, you'd be like, what a Fuck twat. that guy. Fuck yeah, that. everybody's like, fuck you know? that guy. It's funny because, I mean... Humoring he- women as they go into their 30s and 40s is super sexy. Yeah. But I think a lot of men are intimidated by... I'm personally not, but a unique case if you're a performer already. I but, totally but agree. 20s, they don't... Guys don't want girls to be that funny in their 20s. They're like, oh, God, babe, that's what I do. I yeah, do the funny. I'm the one who's I do funny. the funny, you do the hurt. But then when they get 30, they're like, oh, please entertain me. Yeah, of course. What are you going to do? Be in those Selfish two rocking boys. chairs looking over and like wishing she was 20? Like, you're going to have to have something to talk about. I mean, I'm, there's plenty of those in LA, aren't there? Men there's who do that. No, no shortage. But Marin's great. He, we all get along with him. I mean... I can imagine it being at least vaguely challenging to be. I mean, he's Chris Lowell who plays Bash is there often, of course. But for Mark to be like the this sort of not really patriarchal, but like the the only the overseer, yeah, right. The only man, and there's 15 of us women, yeah, and we get chicken heady as fuck. Like we are just we're so excited to see each other. We all have jokes and bits, and we're there for 15 hours a day, and we're getting weird and stupid yeah, and yeah, dancing and hot mids. A lot. Just describing it is making me feel slightly anxious. It's a lot, <laughs> and but, I love the company of women. I of grew course. up around more women than men in that respect. But with him, but the the difference is with him. Like we're not trying to in- include him and have him play. Yeah, and he's yeah, not yeah. it's not like Mark come be with us like we can see that he's like reading a book over there he's got slippers on he's got a cup 100% of coffee like, cigar every now and then he mm, yeah. rumbles over top I of mean, his glasses yeah, in yeah, your yeah. direction and then just carries on Sudoku Sudoku 100% it's so funny I say no, Sudoku and no I think it is Sudoku it's Sudoku yeah and I say Sudoku too I can't get it right let's, no let's Who start a new cares? one let's start a new game Sudoku it's, it's basically Sudoku but it's upside down oh that's Sudoku. cool that sounds perfect. And you have to work it out upside down. I can't even do it right side up. I've never. Some might done say it. it's the game improved, but you know, whatever. Right. Fine. Some might say any of it is. That's it. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. So he'll have a little look over. You don't try and get him involved. <clears throat> it's. Um, I mean, it's. Uh, I'm glad the show. There was a bit of a tentative moment where it wasn't certain if it was coming back, and then it did. Yeah. And now it's gone into it got, got a third season as well, yeah. which is pretty fucking awesome. Um, do you think? kind of what's been going on in the world and readdressing of balance of, you know, of uh, women and people of colour on television versus men and people with disabilities and trans people and, you know, different LGBTQ um, community people. Representation, do you yeah. Think, yeah, representation. Do you think that was that was part of the reason that the show gained I, a second I, wind of traction? I think so. So in the first season, I don't know that it ever wasn't getting 
picked back up. I think it was a weird. I heard Mark Maron on Adam Buxton's podcast talking about it, and he sort of said, "I don't we... think it's going to get another season." At one point, and this was oh, obviously that's so prior funny, to season three. Funny because we never. That's interesting. Marin obviously has different information than we do, but I talk often to Allie and Betty, who are the two female leads. And in between season one and two, we never really felt like it wasn't going to get picked back up. It just, it was very much, it wasn't a negative tilt. And I think that's very much Marin's brain to be like, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, but yeah, there was yeah. no negative tilt. It was just, we didn't know. And since Netflix doesn't release analytics and numbers and ratings, we're just like, well, we don't even know what the viewership was. They're like to, the, they're like to the say Donald like, Trump of TV it, networks. It's crazy. They? I mean, no, I love them, but I couldn't say. But you want to see their tax returns? Well, I want to see. I want to see if they were born in this country. I want to see. Um, <laughs> is Netflix really your name? I, I can't. It's terrible. I can't. Okay. Or is it Netflix Gugu? That's what I think. Is it Netflix Hussein? All right. So I. I just feel like because they don't give, they don't tell you how many people are watching your show, you can't go like, well, there's, hard to th- gauge. Yeah, there's 10 million people watching. We're obviously getting a second season. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, we yeah. don't, we have no idea what's going on. So then we got a second season and then August 9th, season three comes out. Boom. Boom, baby. Boom. What's the, um, what's the development of your character? What can people get excited about that you're allowed to oh, reveal? I can't say much, but season three is so awesome. So, uh, okay, season that's a one. Answer. Let's right, move on care. to another right, question. Great. Yeah. Now, if you're not going to tell me anything, understood. <laughs> we can't go through another three minutes if you've been like, but it's great and there's lots of exciting stuff. That <laughs> no one gives a shit. If you can't tell us anything, it's okay. I can tell you that. Here we go. Now we're talking. I can tell you that we're in Vegas. Okay. So, in season one, these girls are trying out for this thing and they don't even know what it is. Yeah, yeah. In season two, they have a TV show they're making it. Um, something happens at the end that's right season 3 is live in Vegas and it's basically I can say this which is not a spoiler but it's sort of you get to watch what happens to these women performance wise and emotionally and their friendships and the whole thing when they have to do the same exact thing Every single day. Yeah. Sometimes twice a day. And what that looks like. And have you, you must have experienced that as an actress. You must have I done have, yeah. theater shows or yeah. Broadway or something like that where you've gone, oh, Jesus, I have to just. Do I this think it's every a little different. Day. So, like, with Glow, with the, in the Glow world, these are like this crazy ragtag group of misfits who are like a bunch of different baddie women who are not theater people who are not ready. Where like if you're raised, not that I was raised doing Shakespeare, but if you're raised doing Shakespeare and you're doing it eight shows a week, every week, on like you know what that is. Mm-hmm. You find different beats and moments and things. But I think the women of I, Glow... I disagree completely. You just think you go into robo mode? I think most performers, when they're doing, especially when they're doing like a run for a period of a few months, it just slips into after a while. Well, and, and you can tell, you can t- see the point in it. When it's like, oh, and now they're just um, going through the I motions. think it's a little bit of both because I did a play in New York for years and we did eight shows a week and it was like a sort of silly, rom- rompy, raunchy comedy. And sometimes I really Schindler's was. It was and it was called Schindler's List. Thank you so much. Life is beautiful. Yeah. Um, and I was the girl in the red coat. I, when I was doing it, I sometimes was in robo mode, but I also was sometimes very much like I would get off stage because it is so excuse me, in your brain and so in your body, you don't have to think about it. I would surprise myself with the things I would discover. There was like little moments of improv and little moments yeah. of, because it was much looser. You might be a better actress than other people that no. I've met doing that those kind of shows. Yeah, because yeah, I've had people just come on and go like, yeah, just like, it's hard to be enthused about it 
when it's literally the 300th time you've done it. I would agree that it's hard to be enthused about it, but I think you can also... Still be good. Yeah, still be good and find stuff and... Yeah, I th- I think so. I forget what the initial question was that got us into that. Oh, about glow oh, about and, that, the, and the girls. Understanding yep. the duality between your own personal acting career and whether there's been moments where you've had to go through the cycle repeating a performance and then your characters in the in the, and it in the goes, third series. Interestingly, for the ladies, when they when they have to do the same thing over and over. I'm gonna be honest with you. I haven't watched it yet. Great. Have to watch the show. I've heard incredible like things it. about it. It's I'm really well written. I, I'm very particular. Like I like to finish a season of something mm-hmm. and then like finish things off. So I'm I'm watching Sabrina. Um, oh, how is it? Uh, great. I'm actually watching it because um, my friend Michelle Gomez is on the show. She plays the Bride of Satan. Oh, <laughs> and she's coming. Um, she's done lots of things. She's John Wick and very like, yeah. characters in that and all sorts. She's a wonderful actress, Scottish lady playing an American, and she. Um, I hadn't watched that either. Right. And she's coming on next week. So I was like, I should really mm-hmm. watch some of it. Maybe you should have done that in a different order. I know, order. I should have done it the other way around. So you did yeah. Glow first, yeah. then you would But I already knew you were funny. Like, I already know what you're, what you're yeah. you know, I, with her, I actually, Michelle, we've never really had a long conversation. Oh. We met in an airport lounge and, and started How chatting. How fun is that? Yeah, and we just have Why like not? a text relationship. But whereas I've met you properly in, in a properly. social environment and you're, you're funny. We celebrated a baby together. Yeah, we did. Not ours. No, oh my God. Not ours. We finally celebrated. We finally... Look at how he's stuck. He's licking his little leg. You can't see that on the camera. He's licking his little leg. And when I went, Glenn, he just stops and was like, what'd I do? He is nice as hell, you guys. I can't even bear it most of the time. He's very adorable. Doesn't malt either. No. Doesn't really malt very Mm -mm. much, does he? Um, But yes, uh, sorry, but no, with her, I think I need to... I might have to talk more about the show specifically. Right, right, right. Because I can't chat to her about, you know, curmudgeon, sexy old men or... Sure. You know, or child or acting, or Michael Pena remembering how white you were. So <laughs> like, white, so white. Leader of the whites. Well, no, that's didn't. what they call her, the yeah. leader of the whites. And when I, I was, Hollywood. and I was sixteen, so I was, yeah, I was a powerful, powerful sixteen-year-old. Yeah, blonde yeah. hair, blue eyes, blonde so hair. Aryan. Uh-huh. Back then, you were. Yeah, yeah. but I was very Aryan. Crazy Aryan. Uh-huh. It's hard to. Oh, I was thinking what you were going to say. Um, with your music. You've done uh, both comical and serious music. Yeah. It's not all... Um, I always found that friends who are musical performers in the world of comedy find it very hard to transition between the two. You know, Or a bigger example is someone like Joji on... Uh, who was Pink Guy on YouTube uh-huh. and is now Joji, who's a serious artist. And he had to completely kill one side to be able to... Have the other exists. I have to look it thing. up. I don't know. I don't know the reference yet. Yeah. But um, just the pop culture reference right. of it. But it, did you? Do you have to um, s- select periods and go? Oh, I'm going to be funny with my music now, and then it's like, okay, let me I put that aside. I, and let me now release something that's serious. I think it's a. I think it is really hard. Um, I'm in a thing right now where I'm uh, I'm creating a bunch of stuff. So I have a writing partner, and um, so. I'll say that stuff about the writing in a second. So let me answer your question. Uh, yes, I think it's really hard. Um, mostly for me, I um, was making, really, truly making music and putting out albums from like 2000. I was like just putting out EPs and put just trying to be a musician right. from like probably 28 to like 33. Um, 
And I was, I had a publishing deal and I was writing songs for other artists and working with rad people and Alan Stone. Amanda and, was telling me. She was, like, yeah, she was just, going, I oh, used to write like with Amanda. Legit, yeah, yeah. She's like a legit musician as well. 100. And I was like being a singer songwriter and writing in, in these incredible sessions with these writers and performers. But then you and Jess used to do your comedy. Yes. Stuff together, yeah. But Jess and I didn't even do comedy. We did like covers. So it was like funny and silly, but we didn't write the funny songs. Okay, yeah. The performances were funny. We were Power Fox and Pony Maid. Yeah, I've watched the um, videos on YouTube. Yeah, we're, and that was fun as hell. And the thing was, it's like, even that would be, that would be a good mix of like, you could become, we could have become like a fun pop duo from that. Yeah, Flight of the Concords, Ladies right. Flight of the Concords. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know I didn't even mean comedy. I meant like just a pop duo. Oh, like okay. Jess and I could have been like a keytar ukulele. We looked just alike. We had like bangs and yeah, yeah, that yeah. Zoe Deschanel hair from all those years ago. And we, we could have, we could have been, been I was just going to say, we could have been contenders. But it was never, um, when I got into the songwriting game is when I sort of took a left turn and I realized I was missing stand-up, I was missing comedy, I was missing acting, I re- and I was like, just like you were saying when I got here, like, there has to be a focus. Yeah. And I love all these things, and ultimately in the dream project that I create and star in and make, there will be a musical element and it will be comedy and it will be TV that's the whirling thing yeah. that is spinning around in my head that I want to make. Um, so I will be able to check off all the boxes. But at the at the moment, well, this was years ago already, but I, I was in like our songwriting session and I was like, this isn't. And it's a wonderful thing. I have brilliant songwriter friends. It wasn't the joy for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like I banging my DJ head. And I realized I'm like playing other people's music and I'm, I'm producing, but very yeah. like, irregularly remixes for ministry was like i'm never going to become a serious producer because i'm not going to sit and learn right. these programs to the level that i need to and i'm, not, and I'm not making my music what am i doing what am i doing yeah. but also like there was a little bit of money it's fun and there's right. money and security like, yeah and then everyone's like what are you doing are you crazy and yeah. i was like but it was similar to when so i was you can focus on the ones that you have had periods where you've gone okay even though I love this, I do need to, you know, focus on something yeah, else. Yeah, because I, I noticed. And then I got back in. So then when I stopped um, really songwriting, mm. I got back into stand-up. And I was doing straight stand-up for a couple years. And it was because I was so sort of like, thanks, music. I'm going to close the door for a while. And I was doing straight stand-up. And a bunch of my friends were like, why don't you do comedy songs? And I was like, because I don't generally love comedy songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't love... Musical so comedy he, gets an applause break at the end of every song, even if it's that funny or not. Correct. People are just like, it's like, oh, that was a performance. Yeah. And there you go. Did it, did right. It. It's definitely, um, but when it's good. Oh, amazing. Right? Yeah. But I, I but I also agree that like, I, it was, it's not my thing. It's not like I loved musical comedy. I love Flight of the Concords. I love the Mighty Boosh. Not that they're musical comedians, but those fools the, Those shows were sing and it's, fucking classics. Uh, the best. classics. And, and I love Tenacious D and I love yeah, Adam yeah, Sandler yeah. and Bo Burnham. And so there was a lot, um, you know, I don't, I don't know there was that many female musical comedians. Yeah. Sarah Silverman will sing occasionally, but she, I don't, you know, she doesn't, she's brilliant. I don't think she fancies herself a musical comedian. And so when friends of mine that were comics recommended, they were like, why are you not adding, throwing some music in there? I did a little and a little more. And then I kind of became a musical comedian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I very rarely do just straight stand-up. I just do musical some comedy. Some songs with funny banter in between. I do. No. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I like, uh, I like the, I don't know, the, the idea of doing a mashup show. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you make that happen though? Because it feels like, 
you already have great success in all three areas of you know what you love doing like comedy music and dramatic acting mm-hmm. as well um you know you obviously have some heat which is exciting it's nice to be you know you've got a brand new season of you know glow coming out etc plus all the other things that you do and all the releases you got and the body of work behind you you're in a great place you're a very mm-hmm. you know within your own mind and feeling good about and being in your early 30s and you know looking great feeling great etc etc now's the time to write isn't it and get and i and i am so my mother sent uh, sorry your mother sent me Oh, thank True. you so True. much. When are you going to write when it, When are you going to write when it? Sure, and I already... I am. So I'm... Uh, my writing partner and I were working on a feature, but then we got a development deal to work on a half-hour animated, like 18 to 35. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we're writing that now. So we put the feature that no one asked us to write, but we have a great idea uh, based on some stuff I went through. So we're writing the feature, kind of, and we're really focusing on this this pilot we're going to write and hopefully make a cartoon. But I also want to, and I'm making an animated preschool musical series with Kristen Bell. Okay, so you're doing enough. I'm doing a lot, but All also right. my well, dream, take care. I thought this my was going to be the moment when you were like, you know what, you're right. I really shouldn't. You're like, no, I'm doing six things. Doing six things, really tired, really tired. It's what time is it? Nine <laughs> o'clock at night. 9.37, she's here doing a podcast. Poor girl. She just wants to go home and have a fucking sleep. She I, was, Glenn, Glenn's already having a nap. He's had enough. He's fucking out. Look at him, peaced out. Licked his own, own own balls and then he's like passed out. He really is done. He's done. But yeah, so I, I have been focusing on the creative end of it and wanting to make things and be a producer and a and a writer and and sort of be in the things that I'm creating. That's, that's the place I'm getting to right now, which is really cool. I think they have to just... If you try and have too many... Um, you know, plates irons spinning at the, the same fire, time. Sure. Yeah, irons in the fire, plates spinning at one time. Invariably, they all sort of either drop off or a couple mm-hmm. that would have gone further. It's And I, that's the biggest lesson I'm learning in my 30s is to go, okay, I really do need to just focus on this. Two, even if it's for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Two weeks, I'm just going to focus on this writing this thing to get that done. That's that a really good, good trick. And then you go, okay, now I'm going to spend like, all right, I want to do some music. I want to do music shit, man. I got friends, so many friends who produce amazing hip hop beats and I love rapping and I love writing mm-hmm. and I really want to do some weird character rap. Yeah. And uh, I've been thinking about it for a year and a half. been talking to my buddy Nino. He's been on the podcast a couple of times and we're going, we've got to do it. We've got to get together. And it's just like, when? I, when, dude? When? But you have to go but now. But I think what you have you're to go, saying. Right, two weeks of this. But th- what you're saying makes it do- doable because my cartoon with the preschool show. That's w- now you got to get it written. But it's that's be done, the right? thing is like these are real. These are real deadlines. So. But when that deadline comes, right. you've handed that shit in. Right. Next, something else for a month. But. Oh. Right. So the cartoon is for Amazon okay. and it's coming and we're making a 52 episode first season. Amazing. Amazing. 22 minute episodes. No, 11. So it's basically these two like 11 so minute 25 brother and sister. 26. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a, these little 11 minute couples. So it's basically a 26 episode season, but okay. we're making, it's 52 separate episodes and I'm writing. Can you see what it's about? Yes, it's these three little birds named Do Ray and me, and they. It's a very loosely, very loose musical curriculum, and we're basically the mission is sort of to bring music and music education to kids because oh, it's, it's for kids. It's you for babies. It's preschool. Okay. It's for babies because the, um, my friends and I, we have I have um, niece and nephews, and we're learning about how music education budgets are like arts and music education budgets are the first things to go in schools. People still and, get educated in this country. No, 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 no. Of I course, that went out no. years ago. No, didn't no, it? it was like four or five states. Yeah, where, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And so we were like, but what you're saying is terrifying and kind of true. And um, so we were like, well, we need to make music accessible to children so they can know that they want to make it. If it's not going to be in school and their parents aren't musicians, how are they going to know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we're trying to put music in the hands of everybody. I love that. And I play Ray, a little purple hummingbird. And she raps, who cares? And Kristen plays me, and this dude, Luke Youngblood, plays the Owl Doe. And it's Wait, really... that's his real name. Yeah, he's a British dude. Luke Youngblood. He's really sweet. He's a British dude, and he was in Harry Potter. Luke Youngblood. He's delish. Okay, I'm going to look him up. Oh, like, you're, what a ridiculous name. Isn't that amazing? I mean, it's, I'm not sure if amazing is the right word. That's got to be a fake name, right? It might Luke be. Luke Youngblood. Born Luke Wallace or something like that. <laughs> Young blood. John oh, man, Wallace, even worse. Okay. He's known for playing Ben in the story of Tracy Beaker. <laughs> Tracy Beaker, okay. Young Simba and Lee Jordan. No pictures of him. What? Google image. Not on his uh, Wikipedia. Oh. There's um, like no pictures on Wiki. Okay, and he's playing uh, Doe. He's playing Doe, the owl bird. The little green owl bird. I like that there's... Um, I like that there's... Doe Ramey. Um, yeah, I like, there's, I like a couple of girls keeping the boy in check as yep. well. Oh, here we go. Oh, I recognize this guy a little bit. Yeah. He's a handsome lad, isn't he? Yeah, he's a handsome lad. He is a sweetie cat, too. So yeah, talented. Cool. So anyway, we're making this show, but the, the schedule's nuts, so... He's English. He's British. He looks so American. You think? How long has he been out here for? I don't know. I never asked him. I should have. Okay. But he's been working Why for a while. Why don't you ever talk to your co-star? God, it's so boring. <laughs> Only, honestly, when I stop talking about myself, I completely check out. Just turn out. So he is... Um, anyway, so the show is... Where my co-songwriter and I have to write, we have to deliver two songs a week. Yeah, that's a huge and, amount of work. Yeah, and then Rating, we have voice records. Many episodes is, yeah, it's, it's a lot. It's crazy. People. And also, children's books and shows are actually a really fine art. People think they're fucking easy. You just go, the cat oh, says get out. meow. Well, also, there's the like map. a psychologist involved oh, and emotional so arcs. Much shit. Yeah, yeah, and there's, yeah. I mean, you think there's things as grown-ups we can't say in 2019 yeah, yeah, yeah. for fucking get it. There, I mean, there. everybody has to win. All the time? All the time. So there can't be like any competition at any time. But you just got to take like... class A's and then write it. Because all the best ones, look at the magic roundabout. Right. All of the different characters on a different drug, you know, <laughs> Sesame Street. All of them, all of these are drugs. They're all like hippies from the 70s. Most of the ones that we grew up watching that defined our childhoods and people before and after us, you know, the, the, the generation of All of that shit. Like, look, look, the, the, the um, uh, what are they call the Teletubbies, all of this shit. They're oh, all born yeah. out of drugs. <laughs> Ours wasn't, sadly. Wow. Oh, no. I'm telling you, I created it. It right, wasn't born lies. out of drugs. I'm way too boring. It. Don't believe you. No, listen, I'm on a Luke, huge amount of LSD Luke, right I now. I love crack young blood. That's what they call him <laughs> out there in Hollywood. He is the sweetest. Love. It's, of course, he's sweet when he's yeah. not on crack. <laughs> Rest of the time, nightmare. Can't sold his mum's TV. Can't wait for him to hear this. Sold, sold it to his, me for 50 he bucks. He sold his mum's TV listen. for 50 bucks. You know how much he paid for that? Mm-hmm. The mom? Thousands. Yeah, thousands. Thousands. thousands flat screen. Just had to get another hit, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty dope. I like that. That's a, I think uh, a lot of um, a lot of performers when they reach uh, a certain level of success in various facets of their life. As a, a woman who does do a multitude of things with great success, I think there's a point where they do go. I would love to like do some kind of art for kids. Every mm-hmm. everyone like all the all the all the performers that I really like have written. Predominantly, it's like writing uh, yeah. books, a, a novel series or something for kids. Or yeah, like that, or and I think it's why when there was... Um, David Walliams in England. He loves that. There's a show I love, and I can't remember the name of it. 
there was like a black dude. He was like the DJ of it. Yo Gabba Gabba. And that was such a great show, but they got the hugest celebrities in the world to go do that because it was this awesome show. By the way, speaking to what you're saying, it was super trippy. Mm-hmm. Like, there were stoners loved it, kids loved it, grown-ups loved it. it. And, like, Jack Black would do a musical, be a musical guest, nice. and it turned into, it was really, really good. What was it called? Yo Gabba Gabba. Yo Gabba Gabba. I'm going to watch that. I'm going to find was, some of that oh, on YouTube. Oh, you'll love it. Yeah. Yeah, it you, sounds fun. You and all your flour, you'll love it. <laughs> you'll love I'm going to do some baking afterwards. Sure, so sure, sure. Uh-huh. Couldn't even, I couldn't even Something wing properly. Eye. What the fuck happened to my face? I think I just had a mini stroke. Oh. You did it. I'm proud of you. Wow. All right. You got a lot going on. Yeah, man. That's pretty exciting. It is cool. How do you like to um, unwind? When you go, all right, enough work. I really am pushing it and I'm going to get either ill or depressed or something. What's your that... favorite escapism that's, that's, you know, maybe not in an autist state, not, not, not like... I wouldn't mind going to have a little drink or a smile right. with my friends. Yeah. Well, a couple of answers to that question. The first one is I have a hard time sometimes because when I get tired or I get depressed, that's my what I'm feeling. Yeah. And then there's me outside me going like, you have everything you ever wanted. You better fucking mm. get up off that couch and go make something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and you're in a, and you're in a run of your career right push now, your right? Pants. Yeah, push Our your pants. Whole, no, believe it or really? not. I mean, loud New York Jew parents, but they weren't like, do this, do that. They were very much, my career was my choice. My brothers are like athletes and there was no one that was trying to be like, let's make an actress child and put her in. Like yeah, I yeah, yeah. begged until I was like 10 or 11 and finally they were like, okay, we'll relent. I had so much energy. I was such a crazy so little kid. Where does that kid. come from then? This, um... My mom is super funny and my dad is a musician. Oh no, I mean, where does it come from the uh, feeling that if you're not, always working and always grateful for everything that's going on around you that you're not you're not achieving so you have to make yourself work more even when oh you maybe just need God. a day to step away that's such a good question i i'm gonna talk to my shrink about it no i'm dead <laughs> i'm not even joking i was like that's a really good one. i'm gonna from. write it down i don't and in fact when i'm in therapy she's always asking these profound questions and i hit a wall constantly yeah like i don't really understand i'm Probably talking to friends you fuck you <laughs> i don't think so i get very kind uncles barely ever saw them Grandfather, um maybe, maybe probably no i didn't have any grandpas either huh. they were dead um from the grave. Why, why, from, are they, why are they dead? From the Did grave. Did your dad murder one of them because he walked in? Wow, now boom. I remember. No. Okay. So, um, <laughs> oh, I remember that didn't happen now. Um, I remember that I definitely didn't have yes, a childhood that's, that's, story. That's right when that didn't happen. All right. Speaking of, I mean... It's a whole other. Don't make it serious. Okay. I was just okay. Joking, all right. I'm just, just saying. Joking. I feel like if I'm. You make the... it serious now. I'm gonna like a piece of shit for even joking about a concept like child abuse. I feel like I am the only one of the only women I know that doesn't have one of these fucking weird nasties. Oh, with men as a grown yeah. woman, or as a great. kid. That's great. But or as like, a kid, or as like a teenager. That hopefully, that might be. A lot of people don't have those kind of experiences. Oh, I don't know with all these stories coming out. I feel like... Actually, you know what? We discussed this on a previous podcast that I have gone through life assuming just because I don't assault women and that I treat women in a certain way that most guys do. I always... And I think in Europe, maybe I'm more right than out here. But I just was always like, yeah, all of this... I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm an ally of any movement that stops guys raping women. Mm -hmm. But... I also think there's shades of grey to different stories. Sh- I think there's course. also, you know, for every 10 million women who have been assaulted, there might be one liar. Sure. Maybe one liar, you know. Of and course. You've got, to, you've got to be wary of that. And then I'm looking at all of this and I'm going, 
but just because I think that that's how you are, I am. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean, and I've realised over time that actually, yes, yeah, pretty frequent. I've spoken a lot of my ex-lovers have told me about being assaulted. That's or what being, I'm saying, and I have like a ton of female friends, and everybody has some gnarly fucking story. I mean, yeah. varying degrees. Well, I'm glad you don't. By the way, that's, thank you. That's wonderful. Jesus Christ, thank you. Or it's so regressed in your memories, you blocked it out because you know. And that's why you never let yourself just rest. And that's why my grandpas are dead. Um, yeah, but I, so the answer to that other question before all the child abuse stuff is that I don't, I don't really, um, I don't really rest. But when I do, the way that I rest isn't even restful because I'll just like check out and go on my phone. Yeah, and we yeah. talked about this earlier. Um, without, misery without, inducing. It's misery inducing. And I felt like when I used to go on Instagram and I wasn't, and I wasn't really working as an actor and I didn't have these, what I deemed at the time, really fulfilling career things going on. I would go on and be, I would have such compared despair. I would just be like, oh God, I want all these things. I have none of them. Yeah. Except what's crazy. Especially if you're the kind of person who surrounds himself with talented, great people. Of course. Which I'm assuming you are and I am. And sometimes it can be hard logging on going, wow. Feels like everyone's doing something right now. But here's the thing. But here's what's crazy. No, the opposite of that. So I thought that would go away. Like now I'll go on and it feels the exact same. Yeah. It feels the exact same. Like she's you young. Different- she's young. She's thin. Her lips are big. Her tits are beautiful. She's like, it's like, it's all this like comparing myself to just like, not that I think poorly about myself. Is that the Hollywood's mentality? I don't know. Is that just I just think it's like having be been here? an actress since I'm, um, 10 years old you're in a room with 20 girls and you're like sizing people up not even in a negative yeah, yeah, way I you're just the same like thing. i sit in a room in a, yeah. in a waiting room and what's she doing the guy what's comes he doing for me or the one who arrives as i'm leaving you know you'd be huh. like oh shit he's got a better body than me and he's right but then you go in and they're that's and not what they're looking for and what they're looking for was you and sometimes it's not anyway i think all of this stuff fosters a it's never me it's henry cavill but always henry cavill poor him he didn't get the job a lot of the time by hurt okay point is I think that the compare and despair stuff, if that's in you, that's in you. Mm. You could be can you, you can Cape train that out, You can train yeah. that out. I think I, I need to, but for me, I think a big, a big fix is just, you know, using my phone less, limiting screen time, just being on social media less. I just, it doesn't, it doesn't like give me, it doesn't really give me joy. I think this is true. Uh, across the board, this is not just actors and comedians. I hasten to add for like the listeners, and I've talked about this and about mental health quite a lot on the podcast anyway, because I suffer from depression. Quite oh, me too. Seriously. But, and that's one of the reasons that I'm in LA as well, because I knew that sunshine alleviated mm-hmm. about 60% of it, you know, and then the rest can be done through a lot of hard work. But, but I feel like we are trained to be desperate for these little minuscule hits of dopamine. And if we're not getting them or if our lives don't compare or if we're not, you know, thin enough or cool enough or other best thing, that we just feel ultimately just very shit about ourselves like mm-hmm. a lot of time. That's like now a global thing. So people well, with will everybody taking like pictures of themselves. All the time, oh, then yeah. Behind closed doors, they're just desperately, like feeling a desperate sense of self, of worthlessness. Well, what's crazy that you're saying that is I will feel sometimes so bad about something. I'll be depressed, feel bad about myself. Sure. Went through... It's been a funny year of learning things about myself and learning, actually randomly learning about people I used to date that I, and then just finding out now, you know, just weird, yeah, yeah, yeah. weird things. 
and I'll just, that overseas uh, as well. Of course, that's why he's there. And then just be so down, and then post a picture on Instagram because it'll be Thursday of like, like oh, some really rad event. And then everyone's like, and then I'll get texts from personal friends oh, that so are like, jealous. no, Even that are I'm like, like, I'm so happy for you. I've never seen you this happy. I've never seen you look this happy. This is so incredible. And it's like the is dichotomy the right word? Yeah, like the duality yeah. between the juxtaposition between how I feel and how it looks like I feel. Yeah. Yet, and the end of the statement is yet. I look at other people's pages and I still think, look at them. Yeah, look at them in the light. When meanwhile, five seconds prior, I knew how I felt. So how do you change that by being more honest? Mm. with your use of social media or like, like you can still sh- good share question. you can still share a photo of you on the red carpet in events celebrating the, the I sometimes do. Of the TV show you're doing and go hey this was fucking awesome and uh, love to be around this and you know what just to think you know I still have my low days and feel blah 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 but just you know celebrate the good ones because sometimes that uh, is what I generally do like I'll say I posted I was like super depressed actually a couple months ago before the end of the year for every five red carpet pictures you have to post one of you crying weeping covered in schnot just like fucking just david hasselhoffing in fetal position calling my daughters bitches i um i i I feel like um wait i was gonna tell you something what was it um oh i did actually do that because i was in a pretty low and i like wrote that but then i'm always then it's like Call a friend. I need these however many thousand people on Instagram to be like, you're amazing. You inspire. Like, it does sort of lift you up in a, in well, a we way. We discussed that before we started the podcast. Yeah. I'm now understanding that I've spent the entirety of the last 10 years being so overtly forthcoming with my personal feelings about the world. You know, because I think it builds empathy between humans and, and it can really build a good fan base. You know, that's why we have so right. many listeners. But... I also know that for the industry, they go like, eh, keep some of your personal shit personal. Right. And shut the fuck up. But that's different though. But that's different <laughs> you know though. I mean? But that's very, that's a very different thing for comics and actors. But then if I you're think, both, which right, we are, well, then it's very, it's very Because for actors, it's like, stop it, quiet, just show up on the carpet Smile, and look, look pretty. Good. Yep. And then for comics, it's like, if you don't say every little thing, your premises are shallow. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So and it's, it's yeah. challenging. And I've been, I've been feeling that a lot lately that it's, it, they want you to do and You're like, I can't both. say anything anymore. But, but I have like, to say everything, otherwise I'm not a real comic. Struggling a, with that. I know, it's a challenge. I thought America was the place where I didn't have to worry about that. I really thought out here, in England, you're very much told to be one thing. You know what? what are you? I, I heard this more times than I can care to imagine over the course of my career in England. Even when I was on TV doing lots of shows or when I was acting in films, what are you? What are you? I mean, what are you? You're you're what you're hosting TV shows and you're, you're you know playing music, DJ, mm-hmm. and you're you're an actor and you're a comedian. Like pick, you have to pick one. You have pick, to pick a lane. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, motherfucker, I just want to create great mm-hmm. stuff and make people happy in different ways by telling them a story and making them sad sometimes, yep. so they think about the world, or making them laugh on stage, or fucking making them want to take Molly and dance until seven in the morning. One hundred percent. Like, and that's okay. And, and that's but how that's I felt. That's not what they want. That's Mm-mm. not what they want. My whole, my whole life, it's been like, well, which one do you want to do? But I do think speaking to what you said earlier, which I'm really now going, getting hyper interested, thinking about it a lot, mm. is this idea, because I've always, I have trouble focusing okay. and, um, on one thing. So like when I'm working on something, I can do it, but I'm, I'm multitasking all the time. Yeah, and working yeah, yeah. on all my projects, which is cool. Do you have OCD as well? I probably, I probably have a yeah, skosh of it and, um, 
ADHD. I mean, I have to get, I never got diagnosed. Bless you. Thank you. I never got diagnosed because I don't want to be medicated for any of it. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, now I just have this information, and I, I guess it's powerful to have it. But that's interesting. I've never taken medication either. Yeah, it's very un-American. I'm of you. just like, yeah, I don't. Press I just, planet. I don't myself. I think it's it's great, but if I, I find out, do the work if someone's like, I'm, you need Adderall. Yeah. I just don't. Then I just, I, I have enough shit without going in a doctor telling me that I have a clinical thing where yeah. something's really wrong with me and we need to medicate our children. I just, I, for me, that's not. The angle, but I also do understand there are definitely there, it's a spectrum. Levels, there a spectrum. are people yeah, who yeah. need it, and then there are people who like take it because it like gives them a boost. I've never taken medication for depression, but I have friends who reg- have. regularly throughout the week would would try to kill themselves. And for those people, right. I'm like, okay, they probably need some medication 100%. to help balance themselves until yeah. they can do the work. Whereas you know, I could tell years like, ago I took Zoloft. Um, fuck you up. That's like heroin, man. That shit. No, is that, are you thinking Xanax? Oh, Xanax, yeah. Yeah, no, Zoloft is... That's what soccer moms take. Yeah, Xanax. Oh. No, yeah, Xanax that... is just like a chill pill, but Zoloft is like a Wellbutrin. It's like an antidepressant. Oh, okay. Um, But that was... It, it, it didn't. It doesn't fuck you up at all. It actually... Um, doesn't it, it n- n- numb you a bit? It doesn't actually numb you. No, that's what's amazing. So I thought like, because I'm a crazy person and a live wire, and I was like, my highs are so high because my lows are low. And if the line is here and I go this low, then I can go that. Like this was this whole thought I had about being this dramatic artist. And then all that happened when I went on Zoloft was that my lows didn't go as deep and my highs went just as high. Oh, really? And that's literally that how... Great. The, <laughs> I just thought I was an emo for the first like um, thirty-two years of my life. Sure. And then I was like, oh no, maybe I just got I like some chemical depra- imbalance mm-hmm. in my fucking brain. I do for sure. But um, yeah. And as I get older, I really recognize it. Like I'll go in it and go like, oh, okay, um, well let me try and self-care and be there for hey, myself right now go. because I checklist literally now mm-hmm. a checklist a self-applied checklist same thing. And the first thing is exercise. I feel shitty. I'm clearly feeling depressed. I'm, I've been in it two days. Ah, depression. Haven't worked out for a week. Go mm-hmm. and work out, feel instantly better. Or haven't been eating properly. Or I drank the last two, three mm-hmm. nights. Like, of course I feel like a bit shitty. Like, you know, yeah, it's amazing. You well, just I think checking in off. with ourselves and like self-awareness and self-care. I mean, they're such overused, such douchey terms at this point. But it is true. And I think for my, myself a lot, um, I don't. It's funny what the crappy thing is that when I take like if I'm freaking out and going to and I take like let's say um, and I'm going to have a panic attack or something and I do take Xanax it works yeah and that's the problem yeah, and I yeah, see yeah. other friends who suffer with stuff on social media being like hey anybody know any good anti anxiety stuff other than Xanax Brum, because yeah. yeah because we it's really hard when there is a thing available. So just like, well, why wouldn't I just do that? But I don't, I don't want to, and I know it'll make me feel better. But so instead, I just sit in the thing because I don't want to, you know, develop a dependency on anything. I mean, I'm, I agree with you. I think that's the right way, but it has to be the right way for you. Yeah, you know, because there's a lot of people, like we say, that wouldn't. That just simply wouldn't work for. Right. I don't want anyone who's listening because I know I've got oh, quite a few. Oh, abs. Me too. And I was. And I was. Why on are you Zoloft? trying to kill my listeners? Oh my god! Could you imagine? I was. That's like, you. I was the one who was medicated. I was on. I was on Zola for like six or seven years, and then it like it. Um, I guess it does this. It plateaued, mm-hmm. and it like wasn't doing its thing anymore after seven years. Do you find as you so get I just more, went off it. more successful as well? Do you get more people? reach out to you about personal things like that yes because they go they feel like they know you you know because they've seen you on screen i um you know uh 
I I like when that when no, I mean not in a forced way, but if something I say in some way makes I was someone feel a little less. Yeah, alone. I was talking on a my friend um, has a podcast. Um, it's a beauty podcast actually, but she's a friend, and so we got fucking deep. And she's huge and takes up all the space in the room, and I tend to do that similarly. And we got into this deep conversation about like just being too much in your entire life, just feeling like having to you know. Dial it, in, D- dial it in and you know turn off a little bit of the light so yeah. everybody else could digest it and it was this whole thing and then we were insecure afterwards and we like we were like were we just talking about how shiny and great we are and then that's hard like we were we dicks and we got so much that's the most I've ever been reached out to really by strangers that were just like thank you for saying that thank you for saying that because I'm super hyper and I feel like I lose friends over it and people always think I'm making things about me but really it's what's going on inside of me and yeah. I just talk a lot and I gotta blah, 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 you know this everyone's different this is the only episode of the podcast where people will actually get to listen to the guests because I have a terrible terrible um, uh, you know um, what's it called uh, a, a, a terrible um, habit which I've been trying to break over 80 this will be the 82nd episode um which is interrupting a lot and That's talking hard. too much and i'm really desperately here's trying the thing. you're doing great but here's the thing as comics but today that's I what I it is it's bits we're always interrupting each other yeah and but I no have, sometimes i can be a, a bit po- much like i had to on a podcast it's unbearable yeah on a podcast it's unbearable when hosts center up it's the worst because we hear you all the time yeah and then now you finally have a guest here i think if i had a podcast it would be the first year would be me learning to shut the fuck up. And but you could also do it, just do it as yourself. I think people also love to, um, you know, they do love to tune in for the voice of the person that is there. Of course. Their, their host, their, their reason for tuning in the first place. A hundred percent. And uh, I know that when I've done solo episodes, they really loved that. But I don't, I don't enjoy it. I love having a conversation because sure. I learn something every time I talk to people. hundred percent. I'm the same. Also, given the state of work how much work there is going on how much how many things how i'm being pulled in different ways i find this is one of the only places i get to know comics and actors that i like mm. a little bit better yeah you know? oh, everyone's friends oh yeah we're friends we're friends we're friends also we're not, we there... never hung out socially except you know with with our mutual friend right. once or twice and it's uh that's true of a lot of my comic mates they're my good friends but i'm like i never really see them in class i never knew that or yeah, maybe, also, a, birthday, they're saying maybe shit. a birthday and you're like i never knew that i think also um uh I think when I'm doing podcasts, it's uh, a rare hour or two where I'm not on my phone. Yeah. And you really are... That My last Friday, I, I put my phone down. I told you about my special yeah. day, which I'm not going to talk about. But I had a very special day and it made me feel really nice. And I've like mildly validated that it's okay. Everything's going to be all right. Mm-hmm. But on that day, because I was riding motorbikes for the majority of it anyway, didn't look at my phone for about... 11 hours I was at 89% battery at the end of the day when I looked at my phone and I felt so, so fucking elated fucking good. 100% because <laughs> it hadn't been taking out of me all the way throughout the day I'd actually been just spent the whole day being filled with mm, positive vibes and connection. good advice and yeah human connection and feeling a little bit cool and it was like great it was a great feeling at the end of the day and I hadn't been just giving out yep. to oh, a shitty comment or a, a mean 100%. tweet or a fucking text Or the news thread. for five seconds. Or looking at friends doing amazing shit and feeling happy for them but deeply sad that of I'm not course. at that stage. Blah, 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 blah. Didn't have any of that. It was incredible. Oh I my know God. it. Once a week, we should have like a, there should be a day where you have to leave it's your phone. It's kind of what week. Sunday is supposed to be. So say the Lord or whatever, but yeah, I don't know about rest, any right? of that. Or yeah. Saturdays if you're a good Jew. 
I'm not, you know. You're a terrible we've, Jew. Been, we've, we've been very clear about that. I'm not. This You're a good representation, though. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we've done an hour and 15. Talked a little longer than normal. Look at us. Let's shut the fuck up. Yeah, we will wrap it up there. Um, maybe one day in the future when uh, things calm down a little bit, uh, we'll have you on again. We're going to talk about some I other stuff. I would love it. I would nice. love it. It's a good chat. And um, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to check out Jackie Tone, she's doing everything and everything. Everything and anything. Not That sounds like you're just picking shit out of the air. Everything incredibly. Yeah, there you Thank go. Thank you. Yeah. So across Follow the board, live performance, music, obviously, and uh, and her acting. So she's got um, a brand new series of Glow, which is coming on, on August the 5th, correct? 9th. 9th. Fuck, sorry. August the 9th. Um, and if people want to find out where you're performing live or if they want to come and maybe see a live musical performance if you're doing any of those coming up Hey-o. after you finish recording the new stuff uh, follow me on Instagram that's where I post most things at Jackie Tone J-A-C-K-I-E-T-O-H-N there you go and, uh, and that's the best way to find her. And then a website as well, maybe? That it's JackieTone.com, but I think mostly I just use... It needs use, an update. It needs an update. I mostly just post on Insta. I mean, it, these days, it's just literally what? hops from one social media platform mm-hmm. to the next. And just There's no reason to even... That's the way to do it. Make sure you I give can't remember the last time I went to anything.com other than like to get flights. Pornhub.com. Well, I mean any human being.com. Was okay, I like yeah, yeah, yeah. jimcarry.com? Actually, the only human being.com will be my own one just to be like, oh shit, I haven't done live dates and I've got to. And, that's then, the only one. Right. and then no one gives I a I don't fuck. even go to mine. <laughs> it's true. Just post it on your Insta. Make sure you follow her though, Jackie Tone. And thank you very much for joining thank me. You. I appreciate it. I wish you the best of luck with season three. I wish you the best of luck with life. Thank you. Bye. Seven. Seven.